the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wondering, what's the 411 on my 401k? You're in the right place. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. More than 900 bodies of civilians have been discovered in the Kiev region following the pullout of Russian forces. Kiev police say most of the civilians were shot dead amid signals they were likely simply executed. The jarring toll comes as Moscow is threatening renewed missile attacks on the capital. Meanwhile, Bernie Bennett reports the Ukrainian president Zelensky is warning the world should take seriously the possibility of Russian nuclear weapons. Zelensky's message is a stark shift from comments he made last month when he said Putin's threat to use nuclear force should the West get involved in the war was, quote, a bluff. At the time, Putin had recently ordered that his nuclear forces be put on higher alert after Zelensky repeatedly called for NATO to impose a no-fly zone over the Ukraine. That's Bernie Bennett reporting. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has been diagnosed with COVID-19. His office says in a tweet the governor's been experiencing mild symptoms. This is SRN News. Wally Langfellow and Eric Nelson from Minnesota Score Radio's 10,000 Takes, talking about Minnesota's 10,000 losing teams. Wild Wolves, Gophers, Twins, Vikings, you name it, we'll cover it. Will any team step up and give Minnesota's long-suffering fans something to cheer about? If they do, we'll tell you about it on 10,000 Takes. 10,000 Takes, weeknights at 5, here on the Biz 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yeah, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So... Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300-LEAF. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. <laughs> One minute before we go on the air, actually, just about zero minutes before the uh, intro comes on, uh, the disclaimer, I don't hear a dang thing on the headphones. All of a sudden, boom, it's like, okay, showtime, let's go. Uh, great to be with you this morning, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Um, that looks better outside. Looks a little more like spring, even though it's only 32. I got this... I got the hoodie on, uh, but uh, I feel like there might be some golf in my day, even though 
even though the Masters is on. I'll just record that stuff and watch it later because uh, it's it's fun to watch. Congratulations to uh, Tiger Woods for getting out there to play, making the cut. He's going to play the weekend. Um, I got to tell you that probably makes that. I'm telling you, it doesn't make just Tiger Woods happy. It doesn't just make Tiger Woods fans happy. Every other golfer out there should probably be very grateful because the amount of money that flows to the PGA is no small part due to whether or not Tiger Woods is playing that event that week. Um, he's still, after all this time, the most desirable, uh, the most watched golfer, uh, the most popular golfer in the world, uh, reg- regardless of how he plays. Uh, this is It's kind of funny to me he's becoming... He's becoming, to me, he's becoming Arnie Palmer, but in that period when Arnie was still able to win events, because I still believe, I still believe this guy can win an event. I think he could win it um, in in the next few days. Anyway, I didn't want to talk about golf today, although it's Masters weekend, so um, I feel like I'm uh, obligated um, to at least mention it. Um been a fun week i actually uh i'll, I'll lead with this because i i, I want to see if i can make this um i want to see if i can make this uh long segue into the topic of the hour which again will be again will be talking about inflation somewhat about the fed although maybe not as much as usual we'll certainly get back to that We'll get back to that soon enough as we get closer to the May, to the first week of May, and we'll have both Jobs Saturday, and I believe we'll have both Jobs Saturday and the May, the May meeting of the Fed happening at the same time. Um, so we'll actually have a hugely busy week uh, that first weekend of May, which will be uh, uh, for many of us, including us here at Saint Cloud State, it's commencement. Uh, that week too, so I will have graduated. We get to grad. I love it. I actually get to graduate 130 students. I get 130 of them going through commencement uh, just from our school, and we're a school that runs about eight nine hundred students. So 130 is a pretty big group. It's a little scary too because it means who's left for us to teach next year. Uh, we're gonna have to recruit our brains out to replace all those bodies that are leaving. But I always tell people the goal is not to get butts and seats our goal is to get degrees degrees into the workforce and degrees in you know and educated humans uh into creating families and living uh, living valued lives that uh, are full of uh, are full of not just happiness but a feeling of self-worth uh that's what we try to do uh and so you know every april i start thinking about oh commencement is coming it's the best time of the year uh, and so forth. So another thing that happened was I actually had a, 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 former, a, a former student of mine. I believe he graduated with a degree from a different school than mine. Uh, I think he graduated. But he'd been one of my students, and I remember him from a, from a Principles of Economics course uh, well back, I want to say 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. And probably... We had a pretty good, uh, pretty good class because that was the time of the financial crisis, and so he may remember economics more than the average person. When, when you take your principal's class, is a pretty significant indicator of how much you're going to be interested in it. Or intermediate theory, if you become an econ major, I think those are the things. And my formative years were the second half of the 1970s. So my fascination with inflation is is well-earned and comes from the fact that I grew up in a period where stagflation was the word of was the word that we used to describe the US economy and I I st- still believe that people of my generation who are now approaching approaching 65 or 70 years old we were formed on that basis and this student would have been formed around their the coming of age at the time of the of the great financial crisis. The student ended up turned out I did not realize worked for a ra- worked and still works for a radio station uh, KLTF up in uh, Little Falls, which if you're in the area up there I encourage you to I encourage you to seek it out because if you like uh, our sister station AM12A the Patriot, 
which, where you can hear Mitch Berg today, 1 to 3, Brad Carlson, 1 to 3 tomorrow. You can hear Jack Tomzak after 3 o'clock this afternoon. Um, uh, they're all part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. If you like that stuff, you might want to check these guys out because they carry all of those same Salem shows, uh, Prager and, and Hewitt and Gallagher. they got all of it going on up there. Um, they pick up all of all of our shows. And this is the station that was actually uh, created in, for many years run by um, a, who I consider a great man, a great uh, U.S. Senator, Rod Grams. Uh, it was the station. And, and the only other time I'd been on KLTF, Rod Grams was still there and still operating the uh, and, and still broadcasting the show. So I, I was on with them. Um, and. I I had never met the host of the show before, and you know they're bringing in a guy, and they don't they kind of know about this radio program, but they mostly know me through my student and know me to be an economist. They know I'm dean of the school, um, and I'm up there in part because I want to make sure people know the name of the school, the university that's in their backyard, and I want to put in a little plug for my school and and so forth. So it's a it's a it's a good thing happening. One of the things I observed, because it's a call-in show, and so you get callers. Uh, they they wanted to spend a half hour talking to me, and then they said, "We're just going to throw open the phones and we're going to talk about whatever topics our listeners talk about." Would you be up for that? And I'm like, yeah, "Yes, I used to do. I used to do uh, call-in radio with uh, over over at uh, the Patriot back in the back in the aughts." Uh, I'd be happy to do that with you. And I believe the number one thing I heard were concerns regarding immigration. And indeed, the host asked me a question, a couple of the callers asked questions. And I will say, I don't talk about it very much. Um, I probably have what might be politely called heterodox views on on uh, immigration, meaning I probably don't agree I probably don't agree on that issue vis-a-vis many of my listeners. Um, I certainly don't agree with uh, what I think is the mainstream conservative points on that, uh, on immigration. But I try to confine myself on this show to economics and talk about, talk about economic issues. And, and so the, the discussion is around this, this element called Title 42. It's a, it's a rule in the immigration code in the, in the U.S. legal system, that said anyone that comes to comes into the United States, if they're seeking asylum to stay in the United States, political asylum, you could turn them back because of a because of a, an emer, a medical emergency or a health emergency. Title Forty Two was invoked by President Trump to to turn back uh, asylum seekers in order to, because of COVID. And President Biden, when he came into office, under a lot of pressure to to end Title 42 immediately, said, no, 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 wait, 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 COVID is still kind of a thing in, 2000, in, in 2021, said, I don't think we should do that yet. But in 2022, as many of us are seeing state after state remove a lot of the restrictions, the administration says, yeah, we can't really use that. We can't really use that explanation anymore. So I think we'll have to. I think we'll have to uh, end end it. Um, and so we're turning back a lot of us people trying to cross the border right now. And there's a lot of concern about about all the new wave of immigration that's going to come into this country. And I'm asked what I think of it, and I I will tell you I. What I did, what I did to talk about it was was just one thing, um, which was to look at look at the fact that in the United States right now, what's going on with our labor market? And I I, I know people want to talk to me about asylum and, and 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 the politics of countries in Central America or in the Caribbean, and that we shouldn't be they're not here for jobs. I'm like, no, but the availability of jobs is certainly part of the calculus of whether or not you're going to come to another country. Right? Can I get a job there? Would I get a job there? My, my daughter is working in a, 
our daughter's working in another country right now, right? She would never move to that country except for the fact that she has a job that she has a great job in that country for the next, for approximately the next two and a half years. And so she's, she's gone there. She got the job and then, and, and, and then got brought in to, to work in that space. And it's great. Guess, okay, so I want you to think about this as you think about the immigration question. What has happened to the increase in wages in the United States over the last 6 to 12 months? Well, in the last three months, if you are, if you're an hourly worker, right, if you're an hourly worker, your wages are going up at, at about 6% per, 6% over the last three months. Or that's a moving average, 6% per month over the last three months, according to the Atlanta Fed wage tracker, which We've used on the show in the past. I find this one of the better pieces, and they just published their they just published their March data this this week, and so I went back and looked at the new at the new information there, and and if I just look at hourly wages there, they're up six percent on a weekly basis. They're, for those that get paid weekly, they're getting they're getting six point two percent, and then if I look at the if I go to look at uh, a weighted average of that, those are going up. Uh, if they're, those are going up even at a much higher rate. So that in March, you might actually argue that they're going up on an average of seven percent. So I want you to ask yourself the following question: If you live in a in a country in Central America and you find out that wages, particularly for for jobs for lower skilled workers, those with a high school education, those that might be handy in the trades, but not necessary, but not, I, I, I prefer the term, I prefer the term, uh, instead of white collar, I prefer the term knowledge workers, those who, those who, whose work involves largely uh, relying on, on their thinking skills, their logic skills. And, 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 and it, yeah, even that, even that, I, I think you know what I mean, but I, I, I don't like any of the ways in which we describe it. Set that aside. If these wages are going up to 7% per month, what do you think does happen to immigration? There's a labor shortage in this country. There's a labor shortage in this country. We can't make new workers by, I mean, are we going to make new workers by, you know, by using... Produce, we can't produce them very fast. If we do it by, uh, by the uh, process of natural growth, it takes about 20 years to make a new worker because you have, you have to conceive one, you have to give birth to them, and then you actually have to spend 18, 19 years before they get done with school, even at the fastest rates. Whereas you might be able to get additional workers just by pulling in people from other countries who want to come and work at the wages you have. Right. I find it fascinating that this is still a topic. Right? You know, and I understand that people people's opposition to immigration is more than just the crowding out of American workers. Though that's clearly part of it and was a bigger part of it a while ago. What they do not say, what we do not what you know, what we do not say though is, is that that's the only reason. But my point is, if you think at the margin, if you think like an economist, you have to look at the wage inflation in the United States and realize that that is a magnet for people to come into this country from elsewhere. Title 42 or not. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. James B. from Maple Grove says, Kaysen did an amazing job. He was quick, thorough, and provided us with high-quality installation. Chris was very helpful through the estimate and delivery process. Thank you, Great Garage Door Company. New double-wide steel doors starting at $13.95. Call 651-486-0000. 
When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, an expert on your side. I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Got inflation? Not at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Every day your dollar will buy 40 to 70% more at PJ's Appliance. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers and dishwashers from trusted brands like LG, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Frigidaire and many more. We're also the exclusive dealer for the Ilve handmade Italian stoves that you see on the DIY TV shows. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big, big dollars at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Visit our easy-to-get-to Plymouth showroom today or find us online at pjsappliantsoutlet.com. That's pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back, King Banya Show, the Biz 1440. I just want to make this point one more time to be clear about this. This is well written out by uh, people. If you're age 16 to 24, okay, I, I, we were talking, uh, we were talking uh, before the show, Daniel and I were, about the fact that um, right now, it's, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do a little bit of the story. I, I was uh, entertaining my grandson last night. He's seven. Um, and we'd gone out, uh, to, to a show here on campus, uh, 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 a, a, a planetarium show. And by the time we were done, it was after eight o'clock and we realized we haven't had anything to eat yet. We should probably run by, run by, uh, someplace, some fast food, get something to eat before we go back to the house. Uh, and I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, and so, you know, what is a seven-year-old? You know, so it's like, so what do you want? I want chicken nuggets uh, from from the Golden Arches, and I'm like, okay, cool, let's go there. Place is open, but I walk inside, no counter service. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. There are a few people seated in the restaurant. The door was open. You could go into the lobby. You could go into the store. But all of their machines, the kiosks, were turned off. They're making the food, but they're not bringing it out to there. you got to go through the drive-thru. And I'm looking at Liam. I'm like, hey, are you going to eat in the house? Are we going to eat in the car? You know what Grandpa says about that, right? No eating in cars. Cars are for driving, not for eating. So, place after place. No lobby, no lobby. All right? So... This shouldn't surprise you. If you're age 16 to 24, on a year-over-year basis, your wages are now rising by 11.8%. 
if you're considered a high-skilled worker, your wages are up just 4.4%, even though that's the most since February 2009. If you're switching jobs, your wage growth is on average 7%, higher year over year. Um, It all sounds great until you realize that the CPI, we're going to get a CPI report next week, and it's probably going to be north of 8%, so your real wages... Um, your real wages are probably not going up, uh, and um, it'll be interesting to see what happens on the profit side there. These numbers are these numbers are the highest the highest we've ever seen in this series. It only goes back to the 1990s. We don't have these data for the 1970s. Wish we did. It would be very interesting to compare this to what happened during that stagflation period we talked about before but this is this is truly uh, you know a major issue for i think the uh, i think the, the the fed right now um uh and this kind of makes me wonder what kind of messaging the administration is thinking as it as it tries to figure out how to deal with inflation, there was a there was a re, there was a report that um, there was a report basically that that said that uh, his advisors are telling him to talk about the economy because except for inflation, it's all going great, right? Which uh, I got asked this question when I was visiting that radio station in Little Falls on Wednesday. And my reaction was, I said to them, it's really a weird thing to say, right? Unemployment is great, but inflation is bad. So we should brag about it because if it wasn't for the inflation, everything would be awesome. And I said, well, that's sort of like saying, you know, if it wasn't for the cancer, this weight loss would be awesome. Uh, it's, It's kind of strange. It's not awesome. It's a symptom. Right? It's not awesome. It's a symptom of what's going on. And I, I tie that to what's happening on the immigration front as well. This is a symptom of what's going on. Just listen. This was a little bit of what President Biden said. I think this came from his remarks after the jobs report last Friday. Let's play this. Cut number five, please. Even though we created a record number of jobs, we know, I know, that this job is not finished. We need to do more to get prices under control. But their ideas for how they would get prices under control seem to be, uh, you know, going back to the 70s again, talking about price controls or talking about taxing unrealized wealth. By the way, by the way, if you were a follower of, of modern monetary theory or magic monetary theory, what is the cure what is the response that you're supposed to have when inflation gets out of control if you're a follower of MMT? The answer is, of course, higher taxes. So what's in the Biden budget? Higher taxes. Lots of higher taxes. Indeed, they brought back that whole proposal about taxing unrealized capital gains, but only for that top, the top 100 or 500 wealth earners, wealth holders, excuse me, in the, in the United States. They were going to protect everybody else, but just these folks with uh, net worth over, I, I can't remember exactly the number. I want to say it's $100 million, but don't hold me to that. I could, I could have the, the trigger mechanism there wrong. But they, they're, they've decided basically to use 1970s-era responses to the high inflation, which tells me one thing. They hadn't really thought about what it was they want to do, and they haven't adopted what's supposed to be the modern monetary theory answer to that, which is higher taxes. And frankly, the higher taxes are meant to pull liquidity out of the system. Well, you're not going to pull liquidity out of the system if you just tax the top 500 wealth holders in the United States. The way you would do that would be to impose like a, an excise tax or a sales tax or an income tax, some very broad-based tax, 
on a broad base of American society. But of course, in an election year, they can't do that. It was perfectly predictable that when push came to shove, MMT would be put back on the shelf because the because the cure for inflation, they said, well, if we did get inflation, if we did get too much money out there, that's that's not a problem. We'll just we'll just raise taxes. Well, anyone that spent any time studying public choice theory, which you get in one of my classes, public choice theory is just the application of economic principles to political problems. You can understand that when the benefits of something are readily available and the and the and the costs of it are pushed into the future, you'll always go for the the thing that's going to come to you first. You'll always err on the side of getting the benefit. So MMT creates basically this, oh gosh, uh, uh, what do I what do I call it? an incentive, a rationale for spending more money. And when they get around to the rationale for the, that the that the academic scribbler like Stephanie Kelton gave them to say, yeah, it's a, don't worry. If we do get inflation, yeah, you just raise taxes. Well, as you might guess, the uh, people who the people who do that, the people who are interested in in that tax raise, are simply you know nowhere to be found in Washington because no one wants to raise taxes in the middle of a campaign. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. Everyone has important numbers, a phone number, a year you were born, even your anniversary. At Appliance Renew, giving our customers savings up to 50% off is one of our important numbers. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell brand new scratch and ding name brand appliances. Our inventory of over 250 appliances changes weekly. I put all appliances through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. Appliance Renew is locally owned and operated in beautiful downtown Farmington. Visit ApplianceRenew.com or give me a call at 612-564-9207. It's worth the trip to downtown Farmington in the South Metro for savings up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. 651 289 4477. The number to call, questions, comments, 651 289 4477. Thank you for spending some time with us this morning on a beautiful April day. Minnesota is so awesome, I tell you. I, I, I always complain. It, it, isn't it interesting? We complain about the weather for approximately six months. And the minute you see the green grass and the minute you know that you can put your golf clubs back in the ba- in the trunk of your car and the and, and the minute the minute you have your first picnic it's all forgotten. It's all forgotten and you say to yourself this is a great place to live, right? And it is until next November. 651-289-4477. What I'm talking about right now is that that change in uh that 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 change in the tone of the White House, I'm talking about the change in, in our economy that was really quantified for us this week by looking at the change in interest rates. I, if you follow this show, you should do so by, by following, us at, uh, following us using uh, the hashtag PoundKBRS, um, and you will see that uh, this this morning I posted a couple of graphs for you, and they're kind of the basis for what I was thinking about for the show today. One of them being just taking a look at what happened with the yield on ten year ten year uh, 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 Treasury securities this week, up like this jaw dropping uh, amount of. Uh, 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 this jaw-dropping amount, and the best way for me to talk about it is asking you about mortgage rates. And I, I'm going to say something. I'm a little more political this morning so far than I usually am on this show, but um, I, I, I got a call, not a call, I got a text message from uh, my brother-in-law, uh, who lives also here in the St. Cloud area. And he's like, have you looked at your property tax statement yet? Your assessment for 2023? And I said, No. You got it a few days ago. And I said, yeah, well, what am I supposed to do about it? We should be protesting this. So on, right? So finally, uh, I remembered. I looked at my text, my text message history and saw his, saw his name. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably go look at that. He's right. It's a lot, right? If you're listening to me from, from a radio or computer here in Minnesota or cell phone from here in Minnesota, um, Tell me what your your assessed pro- property value looks like, and the way we work the uh, estimated market value in the in the homestead credit in the state is on a declining scale. So, my assessed value of my house, which to which I did nothing in twenty twenty one, I didn't add anything. I think we, you know, I don't think we did anything other than uh, plant, and uh, we might have done a. I think we did a little work. Oh, that's right. We did replace an air conditioning unit last year. So that's about the only change I made to the entire house was, was replace an old air conditioner. And my assessed value went up by approximately 20%. And because the way because of the way the homestead credit works, the more your house is worth, the less the, the, less the credit is, the impact on your your assess mar- the assessed market value, what they'll set your property tax on, it actually went up by more than that. Simple math, and I was kind of kind of you know my wife says to me, well then is is he right? Did we are we getting screwed? And I said, well I mean there's there's a way to think about this question. What drives the value of your house? Answer. What somebody else would pay for it, right? My brother-in-law suggested, well, why am I not being taxed on the number of square feet I have, or the, or or the uh, the the frontage you know, the, the frontage piece? And there are some taxes that actually get set by, by, you know, how many feet of uh, front of frontage you have to the street, or something to that effect. You can set them you know, using different tax bases. But by and large, our houses are valued based on, based on what it is that the market says it's worth. And, and so we know that um, estimates from CoreLogic or Case Shiller 
or what have you have our houses going up by double-digit percentages. And so my first answer was, my first answer is, well, is this not representative of what happened to the market value of the house? I think it is. Now, add to that this point, right? Add to that this point. Who can afford to buy my house? Because you have to take out a mortgage. And my mortgage, when, when the mortgage you could take out was 35 to 4% interest rate, a lot of people could, uh, there are a lot of people that could afford to buy my house, which is about a median house in the St. Cloud, Cloud area. I don't live in a rich place. I don't live in a poor place. We've had the same house since our daughter was, was still in diapers. Um, so, so I'm, uh, I'm convinced that, um, I'm convinced that the house is probably worth about what they say. I looked at the number and they, and I said, you don't think we could get that, uh, I looked at the number. I said, if we put the house on the market, don't you think that would be about the price we would get? I said, yes. I said, well, I think you would have been right a month ago. But I want you to think about this. For the week ending April 1st, mortgage rates were now at 4.9%. According to the Mortgage, Bank, mortgage Bankers Association, for the, week, for the week ending March 3rd, they were 4.1%. So there has been an 80 basis point increase in mortgage rates just in the last 30 days. So refinances are down 62% year over year. Um, applications for new purchases fell 3.4% week over week. They're down 9% year over year. And I said, so, you know, had, after uh, finishing this conversation, can you just imagine? I, someone should send more more flowers to my wife because she has to put up listening to an economist argue about what the value, you know, about about assessed value. I said, I said the question to ask the assessor is, if it should turn out that the that the, that interest rates back up to five and a half to six percent on a, on a mortgage. I know my value of my house is going to go down ten, going to go down about ten percent. How many years will I have to wait until the assessment goes down by that amount? I, and I tell people, if you don't like what your property taxes are, don't look at your assessment. Look at how much your look at how look at how much your local government is spending. Look at what your city's spending. Look at what your county's spending. Look at what your school board's spending. Because. Because if you say, well, the homestead, and I told my brother-in-law, if you, if you think the homestead credit should be larger, if we should be protecting homeowners from that, that's not going to fix anything if it turns out the cities and the counties and the school boards don't change, change anything. That just means that more of those taxes get shifted onto business owners and you get less growth of businesses. New, new companies looking to move into your community, looking move into your state, will look at your high tax rates and say, I think I'll go to North Dakota. Um, and, and you know, we don't want people to go to North Dakota. We want people, we want people to build businesses here. So the way to address that is actually not to address how much you're getting taxed. Okay. It, uh, you know, to borrow the, to borrow that old, that old phrase, it's the spending stupid. It's the spending that has to come down. All right. So I don't actually have a whole lot of sympathy for the people who are looking at their property tax bills and saying, saying, what the heck happened? Why am I paying so much in property taxes? Like, it's a pretty simple answer. Don't start thinking about how the, how the tax, when you work on your property tax valuation, you're just trying to decide who pays what. You're not talking about the size of government. Could it have some impact if we if we had it all go down? Yeah, but basically you're going to force the businesses to do all the lobbying on your behalf because you don't want to. What you should be doing is going to the budget meetings of your of your of your city of your county of your school board and saying, "How come we're spending so much? Can we spend less? How could we possibly spend some less than what we're doing right now?" And frankly, that's the conversation I don't hear going on right now. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. There's a light, a certain kind of light. 
The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Get that Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue, Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. You wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So, Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300-LEAF. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. I mean, I I spend some time thinking about, about this interest question. As these interest rates go up, we know that we're going to end up paying more in net interest costs. I tweeted to you a piece from the Peter, Peters, Peter G. Peterson Foundation, um, which is actually not a, not a... I don't consider them sort of right or left. I can't think of them as being a, a pretty centrist type... Uh, uh, think tank in D.C., but they do an estimate of the of the impact of net interest costs on you know in terms of the what's currently estimated to be federal tax revenues, and at the rate they're going right now, even including what's happening with President Biden's budget, net interest costs in 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 2050 would consume 45% of all tax revenues we bring in. That's a significant bit of crowding out of other government spending. So what's going to happen? Taxes are going to have to go up or taxes, taxes are going to have to go up. And do you think they're really going to be able to get all that revenue from that top 500 wealth, wealth holders? Probably not. Um, I was mentioning, I was mentioning my daughter. She works, she works in Ukraine, and I was like, not Ukraine, excuse me, in Denmark. I used to work in Ukraine. Uh, she works in Denmark. I got Ukraine on the brain. And I was looking to see what's the marginal tax rate at her bracket level. And, tra- and it's hard to compute because they also have, they also have uh, 
uh, vat in uh, in Denmark, and and I tried to get at it, but it's something to the effect of fifty two percent. I you know, and and I thought <laughs> she said that seems like a lot. I said, well, it could have been worse. If you'd gone to France, you'd be over sixty. Um, they're spending sixty two percent of French GDP right now is the direct or indirect result of government spending. 62% makes us look like a, makes us look like a bunch of libertarians here. And yeah, we're, we're in the, we're at, we're at about 40, um, with state, local, federal. Um, but this interest cost, I think is going to be a huge deal. And somehow I think it only can get higher. Bill Dudley was on Bloomberg this uh, earlier this week talking about the fact that the Fed just simply needs to raise interest rates in order to get inflation under control. They've been very clear that they want to do this. And it was a very interesting five minutes that he had on on Bloomberg television uh, this this past week. Uh, Let's go ahead and play this cut number one. The Fed has said pretty clearly uh, we, we need to tighten financial conditions to slow the economy down to keep inflation in check. And so far, financial conditions really haven't tightened very much. Uh, the stock market is only 4% or so off its high. It's still up very sharply from where it was a couple of years ago. And bond yields, you know, 25 2.6% are still really low, especially when you adjust for inflation. So in my mind, the Fed hasn't really accomplished much yet. And if financial conditions don't cooperate with the Fed, the Fed's going to have to do more until financial markets do cooperate if you look at the yield curve you know right now you you'd, you'd continue to say that the the spread between the two and ten uh, two-year and ten-year treasuries uh or or look at any other spreads the 510 spread is negative the 210 spread is positive at 20 the 10 to 30 year spread is at three basis points and i i it will encourage. I'll post this at the break. I didn't want to do this right now, but I wanted to post it at the break. Uh, uh, the uh, measures of the yield curve. Uh, this is from uh, Scott Granis uh, at his very wonderful Coffee Beach Pundit blog. Um, if you look at that slope between, say, the one-year and the ten-year, ten-year bond, that is that is um, uh, actually a very interesting. Very interestingly, it touched negative before the COVID recession, but it's been positive ever since at about 1%, 1.5%. I think there's actually some funny stuff that's happened at the two-year at the two-year level. There's something odd that's happening there, and I don't know why people are spending so much time looking at it. And what he's decided to look at instead is basically to look at the real Fed funds rate. And if you look at the real Fed funds rate, meaning the Fed funds rate, which is now three-eighths of 1% on average, subtract current inflation, right? That number that number is going to be, you know, down around minus 5%, minus 5.5%. Um, and when people look at the yield curve and say to themselves, well, there's a recession coming, it hasn't. But, it, but what Dudley is saying is we haven't even seen all of the tightening that kind of needs to happen because the markets are still growing at a strong rate and so he's being asked basically do you think do you think the fed has to put a recession in place let's play cut number two well, the Fed right now is, you know, markets are pretty confident in the Fed's uh, program because they have the Fed taking the short-term rates up to about 3%. That causes the economy to slow, and then the Federal Reserve eases policy in 2024 and 2025, and we have a soft landing and live happily ever after. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that easy because because the markets are so confident in the Fed, the f- financial conditions are still quite buoyant. Uh, if financial conditions are buoyant, that means the Fed has to do more to slow down the economy. If you look at the five-year real, and I'll, again, I'll post this, the, these two graphs in Scott's post for you uh, in a few minutes. If you look at the real yield in that, in that market, what you see is that, is that real interest rate, the real five-year tips rate has gone back towards zero. So it's been negative. It was been negative throughout the COVID period. It was just starting to go negative, but it was negative even back in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. It was 2016 before it went into positive territory. But even then, it never got much above 1%. 
So you come back, you come back down, and then you compare that to that real Fed funds rate. Um, the Fed, the Fed is behind the is is behind the curve for sure, but the risk of the risk to in to there being a recession, I think, is only a function of and what Scott argues is we should be looking at a recession predictor coming out of that difference in the real yield curve, not the yield curve on nominal rates. And right now, that really hasn't tipped at this point. Let me continue with Dudley, cut number three. Also, a soft landing is very, very hard to achieve when the unemployment rate is so low. Uh, the soft landing examples that Powell has cited in uh, 1965, 1984, 1994 were all examples where the Fed tightened and the economy slowed, but did not slow sufficiently to push up the unemployment rate. The unemployment rate in all three of those episodes kept declining. And that is really, to me, the, the key question here is, we're, we're, we have a very tight labor market. We have unemployment rates at 3.6%. We, if we are successful in getting people to come back into the labor force, that unemployment rate is going to tick back up, probably back up over 4%, which is my expectation by the end of the year. I think you'll be back with an unemployment rate above 4%. Here's the question. Will 4% be enough to get the Fed to stop these, all of these interest rate increases that we're expecting? And what would that look like? In terms of debt service, what will that do to the housing market and construction? What will that do to the stock market? I think I think they probably would would be okay with that. But if the unemployment rate should get to five percent, which would indicate then we are in a recession, I think that would be that would be super that would be super difficult for the Fed to continue down that path with a five with once the unemployment rate gets to five percent. Is that possible? Well, that's the answer we're going to have to talk about a little bit in the next hour, okay? I'm going to talk about that, and I'm also going to talk about this funny thing that we're seeing, you know, in relation to the Ukraine war and the fact that the Russian ruble right now is back to the same exchange rate versus the dollar it was before the war started. Have sanctions failed? Or have sanctions, in fact, succeeded? I have a different take than many people. I'll give it to you next. Coming up on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 14. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Matt S. in Circle Pine says, Jake was our installer and he did an excellent job. We were very pleased with the process from start to finish. He was very knowledgeable and I would definitely recommend him and Great Garage Door to everyone. New double wide steel doors starting at $13.95. Call 763-767-3000. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. 
What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media. Breaking. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.